Welcome to episode 4 of DevPro Women 2030. I'm Emma Smith, careers reporter with DevX. And I'm Rebecca Root, a reporter and editorial associate with DevX. Emma, I can't believe we're on episode number 4 already. I know, how time flies. And what a lineup of women we've had so far. Throughout this series, we've been asking women from across the development sector, from a variety of roles and backgrounds, about the changes that they see happening in the development workforce. Yeah, basically, we've just been trying to find out how the development sector is changing and how we can best equip ourselves to deal with that change. So we want to know how the next generation of females can prepare themselves for work in global development. We're talking skills, education, experience, all that good stuff. So today we're focusing on how women can help other women in their journey into and up through the sector and what challenges they're likely to face as they look to become leaders in the space. What better way to do that than by talking to a female leader who's already faced some of those challenges and has her own pearls of wisdom to share with us. Kimberly King wears many hats. She's been called an innovator, a tech evangelist, a social entrepreneur, a global change agent, and this is across many fields, including financial services, international and sustainable development, impact innovation, and the empowerment of women and youth. Having held a number of impressive roles, right now she's the CEO of Human Tech and the One Island Institute. She also serves as Special Projects Consultant to the United Nations and Senior Advisor to the Urban Innovation Exchange and International Women's Think Tank. Phew. So, Rebecca, in between her many roles, you managed to squeeze in a quick chat with Kimberly, right? Yeah, that's right. And talk about impressive. I'm very impressed that you got all of that out in one breath. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I spoke to Kimberly the other day. As a leader, she's able to speak from many different perspectives. And with a wealth of experience, she was able to tap into that and share her thoughts on what she thinks women will need to do well in the sector and how the landscape might be different in 10 years time. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. Um, It's wonderful to have you speaking to us today. Uh, Great to be here, Rebecca. Nice to speak with you again. Great. And so, Kimberly, you launched your first company at the age of 21. Um, By 23, you were already ranked in the top 10% of female executives across the United States. Is growing and empowering other leaders and women part of your agenda, would you say? Uh, Very much so. Um, It's something that's part of my personal mission, as well as my agenda. Uh, with an explicit emphasis on making sure there's a diverse mix of women at the table. And so how do you go about empowering other women specifically? Um, Well, I would say that empowerment is something that ultimately I believe we do for ourselves, but I do think that we set the conditions for empowerment for um, and with each other as well. Uh, For me, the first step to affecting any kind of change or accomplishing uh, anything worthwhile begins with my own values. So I uh, encourage other people to start with that. What do I care about and what matters? And for me, authentic participation of people with diverse experience and perspectives really does matter. And women are a permanent and important part of that. So I start by making that one of my priorities and practices. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that all of us, men and women alike, can and should cultivate and do. Mm -hmm. And so we mentioned that you've worked in quite a number of different sectors. Does the way in which you empower women in the development sector differ to that of other sectors? Not really. Maybe because in part that in uh, it's the evolution of the world itself 
and um, and any uh, places of leadership and power, those rooms and those sectors and those bastions, if you will, um, have been traditionally led by uh, men. Um, and I like men, <laughs> but I also think that uh, we now all recognize that all of us need to be in that room. Each perspective matters. And so whether it was entering the, the solar and the energy field and the business field in my early 20s to stepping into banking and finance in that arena um, in my mid and late 20s, to uh, later entering the, the halls of the United Nations and uh, lots of rooms in between, um, the goal was the same, that what we were there to do uh, mattered, that there were a lot of stakeholders that we were representing, and that bringing our uh, full spectrum of perspectives to the table was the only way to get a whole picture, and that women were holding an important key to that and should and must be at the table. I do that no matter what room I'm in, no matter what sector I'm working with. And so how do you go about nurturing other women's potential and, and upskilling, helping to upskill them so that they can join that table? I would say that upskilling is, first of all, not a career uh, thing. And it's not a one-time thing. It's a lifetime thing. Uh, I remember reading a study maybe a year ago that stated that in the past, skills had a general shelf life of, say, as much as 20 to 30 years uh, at one point. Now they have a half-life, at best, of maybe six years on average. In some fields, such as in technology, uh, that number's probably half that, or soon will be. So um, I think that thinking of upscaling as a lifetime process uh, is first of all the mindset that I uh, try and encourage and I'm trying to adopt myself in an ever-changing world. Um, I would also say that, you know, in looking at what does that mean, taking a look at uh, not only what are the skills for the development community, but what are considered some of the most important skills of the future that are universally being sort of um, appreciated and targeting as the, as the new um, skill set everyone needs. Those things include, um, there's different lists, but on almost all of the, the forecast, number one is creativity. <clears throat> that if we're uh, surrounded by new technologies, uh, new frameworks, new ways of thinking, and new ways of working together, cultivating the capacity for your own creativity, unleashing that, trusting that, uh, learning to, to flow and mesh with that and each other's, um, that's a skill set for the future in development and beyond. Mm -hmm. Other things like EQ, emotional intelligence, they, the soft skills, as, as they call them, only to me, they're not soft, they're authentic power skills. And these would include your awareness, your empathy for others, and in development, that's a superpower you need, your integrity, your verbal and nonverbal communication and cues, being able to diffuse conflict, support participation. Those are powerful skills, 
and those are absolutely the skills you need in development in the future. Mm-hmm. A few others would be critical thinking, judgment and decision making. When we look at the rise of AI and machine learning, and those things bring us more information and data faster. But it's still up to us as humans to inter- interpret their me- the meaning and to apply it across a project or an organization. AI can show us a situation or a problem faster and maybe more clearly and hopefully with more scenarios to consider. But ultimately, problem solving and critical thinking of complex and subtle and integrated things, that, that still falls to humans. And even more so as we face the challenges and changes of the future. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just add a couple more, uh, communication and collaboration. Again, I think these are superpowers, and I care a lot about them and cultivate them in myself and in any group I'm in because so many have been marginalized, and part of our work in development is to improve the, the quality of life and well-being of, of those that we are intersecting with. And being able to do that in a powerfully collaborative way um, is a game changer for everyone's future. So we talked a little bit about skills, um, but thinking specifically of education, what do you think sector professionals will need to be successful leaders in the space come 10 years' time? Uh, I am a big believer in uh, learning by doing. So in addition to any formal education that you perpetually should do as part of that, keeping your skill set um, upgraded, is also uh, putting yourself constantly in positions where you are stretching uh, the muscles you have and gaining new ones. That's something we do when we're very young, that we do less and less as we get older. And I think that's part of how we have to change to be adaptive in a, uh, in a never-changing world, is that we have to take the lead in putting ourselves in the middle of that change, having the confidence to um, trust our, our innate abilities and capacities and um, tap into uh, the leadership around us. Uh, I, I think it's when we're gleaning from everything around us, applying it in real time. That's what learning really is. That's what adaptation really is. And that's really where innovation comes from. And I guess you kind of already already covered this a little bit, but what would be your your final key piece of advice to those looking to enter the, the development space or even, even just to thrive in it even more? My real advice is uh, to trust and be the leader that you most want to see in the world. Empower yourself to be that leader. And at the same time, invite and support and empower others around you to do the same. I totally trust that whatever you do from an informed intention, a respectful attitude, and an earnest heart will make a positive contribution to the future and to the well-being of others most of the time. So that's really my advice is to trust that leader in you um, and step out and begin doing it. Don't wait for the invitation. The invitation is already yours. Take that step every day and invite others to take it with you. I think if we set our compass in that direction as women and as people, we'll all find ourselves in a better tomorrow and we'll, 
do it together. Great. That's, that's the perfect note to end on. Thank you so much. Uh, you've been a real inspiration. So thank you for joining us. Well, Rebecca, great that you were able to catch up with Kimberly. She's obviously a very busy woman. Um, and it was really great to hear from someone with her experience what she sees as those really important skills for the future, especially things like creativity and awareness and empathy. I think things that are maybe a little bit underestimated and, and not valued as they should be. Yeah, and I like how she framed them as superpowers. I think we should all be referring to our own skill sets as, as superpowers instead of just, oh, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. So, Rebecca, what are your superpowers? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I mean, I'd like to think that I have all the things that she mentioned, empathy, creativity, <laughs> but um, definitely things I could work on. But I'm good at cleaning. I have a very clean flat. It's one for the CV. Um, yeah, similarly, I need to, I think, go in and have a think about what Kimberly said and also just about trusting more in your abilities to do things and, and the skills that you kind of underestimate that you have. Yeah, and I like the idea that it's important to always be learning even if you think you've got these skills down to like constantly be reflecting how, how can I improve I think that's something that maybe you get guilty of being lazy about when you get to a certain point and so definitely something to bear in mind I think yeah great so anyway that's it for today folks thank you so much for listening and we'll be back in two months yep two months uh, with our fifth episode in the meantime, you can find out more about the DevPro 2030 series powered by 2U at devx.com. You can follow us for updates on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter using at devx and you can join the conversation using hashtag DevPro 2030.